Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Joel, How Goods Footy. <laughs> I can't even scream right now because I feel like that I yell too much and it doesn't give justice to how fucking good the situation was on the weekend. I am still well and truly in orbit. I see it, but I don't believe it times 100. I have looked oh. at the scores multiple times. Cannot <laughs> believe what I'm seeing. Can Can I say... I don't feel like I'm talking out of turn here, Sean. If I said that if there was a man who deserved the win that he got on Sunday more than Joel Dusha... I don't think there is. Oh, there's that, one team, that team there's, has put you through the ringer. <laughs> there's one man who deserved that win more than me. Who? His name? 200 <laughs> centimeter. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, <sighs> or as um, he may yeah. be known now, seven feeder Peter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. That's gold. That's a good yeah. one. I got sent that picture and immediately uh, sent it on to everyone. Everyone I knew. It's a good one. It's it's look, it checks out. And Sean, you're also happy this week. I'm very happy. Playing good. Didn't Consistent. Know that, didn't know that I would achieve this happiness again this year. So this feels nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to lie. The last two weeks, I have been worried about you. Oh, me too. Yeah. Honestly, even after the Gold Coast win, I was worried about you. Like it's gone from. Been over to be like, oh man, we'll get to the games. Imagine if Adelaide had beat Port. Oh. Brisbane, Brisbane would be licking their lips at top four again. If Adelaide had beat Port, that meant that every team in the top four, obviously Melbourne are playing while we record this, but every team in the top four would have lost. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucked. Let's dive in. Yep. All right. Friday night. Tom, what happened? Oh, we. Yeah, look. Um,. Bad shit, shit the bed and cost Essendon eighth spot on the ladder. Big I, dog, Tom. Yeah, it, look for a team called the Cats. You're a pack of big fucking dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are. Our captain should be spending some dog time off, but unfortunately, yeah. his name isn't Toby Green, so he's lucky. Um, yeah, it was a dog shit game that we lost. Um, insanely, 
We got back within nine points and had a chance to kick a goal that would have put us only three points down with about five minutes to go, which is fucked. That we could get back within that game, considering how badly we played for so many portions of it, um, was insane. Two highlights from this game. One, it was Cam Guthrie's 200th, and I love that man with all my heart. He is just the most good boy of football you could possibly ask for. He spent most of his 200th talking about how it's nice to play in the same side as his younger brother, which is just like, that's just like, you know, talk about your own achievements. No, it's just good that I get to play footy with my brother. Fucking beautiful. And boys, the drought is over. 126 games without a goal. Jake Collajasny kicked his first fucking goal within the first 30 seconds of the game, and it was fucking beautiful. On the run from 50. Did you you have to pinch yourself? Did you think you were in a dream? Every week. (laughs) Have you seen Geelong's Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> they, what was the tweet? They like tweeted something like, um, the race for the Coleman medal is on, like it's yeah. red hot or something. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's Coleman chase is on. Um, <laughs> my dad, every week we have a group chat between him and my brother and before the Geelong game and the Port Adelaide game, we talk about predictions. Every week, my dad predicts that Cole Jasney will kick his first goal. Oh, a profit. <laughs> this week, no predictions. It happened and he sent a message Called it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Giants were very good. We were ordinary, copped a few injuries, but thankfully, by the looks of it, they're not going to be as bad as initially thought. It looked like Dangerfield might have died. He's alive yeah. and okay. Tui's done his hamstring, which is a bit of a worry because he's never had a real hamstring issue before. Gary Rowan is apparently okay, and we will get back, I think, five or six players next week. So it's not all panic. Um, we by, by far weren't. The worst losers on the on the weekend, so I, I hold that just a little bit, but uh, it mm-hmm. sucked a bit. Sucked a bit. Why why didn't these GWS players play well when I needed them to for my fantasy team last week? That's what I want to know. Fantasy is spicy, Tom. It's fucking spicy as at the moment. Oh, how, how what, what's what are we? You're on the precipice as so we I'm, record. I'm in a semi final against Ryan Thompson. How good's footy listener? And basically, he's got three players left to catch up to me. He needs all of them to score about 123 points each. If they all do that, he'll beat me. And they are good players. They are are Christian Salem, Clayton Oliver, and Nick Nat. So it could come down to the wire. It's very juicy. Stressful. Big time. You need Nick Nat to have a off game. Oh, yeah. To to be honest, I've looked, Joel, based on those players' averages, I should win this game. Nick Nat oh. averages about 83, so he's oh. going to have to explode or Oliver's going to have to have like a record game. But yeah, could be juicy. Tom, I will just say on Selwood, um, I wasn't aware of this, but I think it's a it's an error in the system because based on the outcome of his bump, that could only ever be graded as low impact. Yes. Which won't trigger a, a suspension. Well, so was- they need to actually change the system because I think we all probably watched it and went, oh, yeah, you deserve to go for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I, he's I not, think- and that's just the system. I think the issue, too, is that they said it was careless rather than deliberate. Oh, well, there you go. There's the Geelong Mayo put on it. But also, like, Toby Green's <laughs> – yeah, it was a weird thing. I look at both the Toby Green incident on Dangerfield and the Selwood incident on um, Taylor, and I go, both of those deserve a week for different reasons. Selwood gets a week because he's doing a cheeky dog awful, dumb, don't be a fuckhead, you're better than that thing. And Toby Green, because while his was accidental, the damage it caused was severe. 
Yeah, so, I I originally looked at the Toby Green one and thought, oh, nah, let him play. But then I've I've looked at it again and I heard someone call into radio today and say, Toby Green plays old school footy in that yeah. every contest he goes into, he's trying to hurt somebody. Yes. And if you watch it and you watch him a lot, you go, actually, yeah, that's correct. Like, what do you think is going to happen when you lead into a contest with your elbow up like that? Like, I feel like if you go into a contest with His the elbow up. extended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't go in with the point of your elbow. Yeah. I mean, apart from the talk that, like, it looks like that, uh, like, Toby Green was going in, you know, uh, at a reasonable height, but then the player slipped. I think he'll probably get off based on other things, but I think both Selwood and Green should both have had a week this week for different oh, well. reasons. Oh, well. Next game. Next game. Uh, fucking hell. Carlton. Yeah, I said I said we weren't the worst losers this weekend. That happened on Saturday at about one ten. There's nothing really to say about this game except I'll just uh, reflect on what Kane Corn said about this. Carlton get excited to play mediocre football and are happy to achieve nothing. I heard David Teague speak after the game, and he wondered whether it was a mindset issue for the players, where some of them got a bit too in their own heads about playing finals. Yeah. Which to me is fucking crazy because Carlton don't deserve to play finals. No, no. They never they never have. They haven't no. for so long. The fact that they could like every second week they dish up absolute shit. And yeah. by some miracle, some Stephen Bradbury miracle, they were still in contention. Well, it's and that's what they they turn up like that as if like, oh finals spooked us. You don't even know what finals are. It's they're kind of on the other side of the coin of St. Kilda, where both teams have just well and truly shit the bed at different points in this season. Carlton more so than St. Kilda, but still found themselves in finals contention after they were long dead. Yeah. But St. Kilda pop up every couple of weeks, where Carlton it was like dead, 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 dead. Oh, not dead. Where yeah. St. Kilda were like dead, dead, oh, oh, dead, dead, oh, 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 eh. Oh, dead. Uh, and now it's like, oh! <laughs> it's good. I, I also think um, credit again. If So on one hand, you've got a coach who's in trouble. On the other hand, you've got a coach whose team are just, they want him there. They want him up there eating toasted sandwiches forever. Meat, footlong meatball subs. Teague's gone. Like, if they don't get rid of him, they are fucked in the head, honestly. He he just makes cooked decisions. Like, this, I know they don't have heaps of, um, key position players at the moment to play in ruck. But when you see Paddy Cripps continuing to ruck, when you see, I think at the opening bounce, Sam Walsh was on the half-back line because they didn't want him to get tagged in the middle. They got, like, spooked by a matchup, and so they moved him. If you're actually a strong club, you go, Walsh is our best player. If he's going to get tagged, he'll get tagged. We back him in to beat it. Why are you yeah. moving? Like, they lost the mental battle, I think, from the outset. Teague's fucked. Honestly, if I barracked for Carlton, I would be bald right now. Not from winning premierships, <laughs> but from ripping my hair out. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, it's it's fucked. Um, one last thing. How good was uh the goal, the last goal of the game from Will Powell? Just didn't even look like he was trying he looked like he was centering the ball and the ball just did a different spin and went through the middle. Yeah, it was awesome. And I'm very happy with Stewie Jew. Love Stewie Jew, want him to succeed. Absolutely. Yeah. Get around him. Yeah. Next game, and this was exciting. In fact, so exciting that all three of us got on what ended up being the losing side, but fuck, we were riding the game all day. 
And that was <sighs> Richmond take on North Melbourne. Richmond won by 33 points, but fucking hell. I like North. North. Were, it's fun. North were exciting, exciting for the first half. I knew our, our footy tips were in danger as soon as we um, found ourselves in a chat group called Shin Boners. Yeah. And <laughs> with a capital sh- boners. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we got in the first half. They were a fucking oh. electric. There's that passage of play where Zerha kicked a goal, where it was literally mm. out of the ruck to Stevenson, who got it to Taron Thomas, who just pinpoint bullet into Zerha's chest to goal. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, look, they didn't win. They're probably going to finish at best 17th to 18th. But you look at that set play for the rest of the year and before the next season, North Melbourne fans, and that will keep you warm and cosy because there is the future right there. Zerha's, what, in his 20s? Taron Thomas is 20. Stevenson's only, like, 20. They're not going anywhere for a while. And if you can sort out Stevenson's weird off-field stuff, you'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, good luck there. Just feel like sliding doors, if they had just hung on at the end of the first half and not let Jack Rewalt kick that, that goal on the siren. Yeah. Because so, yeah, Richmond cause... to that point were on like ten points, I think. They'd only kicked one goal. Yeah. They were just dead. They were just a shit, shit footy team that they've been for the last six or seven weeks. <laughs> and then that rat faced fuck kicks the goal and they went into half time with like a bit of belief. It's yeah. it's literally it was like watching last year's grand final again with Martin kicking that goal with like forty seconds to go and you go, fuck. That's all yep. they need. That's all yep. Richmond need is a sniff of belief. Yep. North will get there, though. There's there's a lot of positives for North from this game. Yeah, for sure. For the whole season. Yeah. Big fan of North. Big fan of Nobes. Love what they're building there. Uh, and then next game, the showdown. Showdown 51, I think it was. Ooh, they're always good, aren't they? Fucking they, hell. They're unreal. And this is fucked and not nice to report on at all, but it's worth noting that between last week's episode and this week's episode and before this game... Uh, Tex Walker, who was Adelaide's key forward and former captain, uh, got like reported by a member of the Adelaide Crow staff for using a racial slur and has therefore been rubbed out for six weeks. Uh, so it didn't play in this game. And um, Yeah, look, boys, I'm calling it right now. The rehabilitation of Texas Walker is over. Fuck yeah. him. What a fucking idiot. What a fucking clown. How can you be the captain of a club that has had names like McLeod and Betts and um, Charlie Cameron come through. You've you've worked with these Indigenous kids for ages. There is a story yeah. that a few years ago when a Port Adelaide fan threw a banana at Eddie Betts during a, a showdown, Walker rang Boke and said, what can we do? Don't give me this bullshit. Like, the Players Association came out and said, oh, we need to educate players. But what the fuck are you talking about? Tony Armstrong... I fucking love, hit the nail on the head in his interview by Fox Footy, who said it's not about education. Nowhere is there more education about Indigenous history and stories and the way we should be treating them than in the AFL right now, mm. right? They have so many programs. He has played with Eddie Betts for so long, who has been so outspoken about this shit. Tex, fuck you. Fuck off. I hope he never plays another game again. He doesn't deserve to. Fuck yeah. him into the sun. Yeah, I agree with Tom. Yep, he should retire. I'm glad the Adelaide Crows also said, fuck off, get in the bin. Maddie Nix was very, very on it, and I like that from Can I, Tom, can I make one comment on that? Maddie Nix was really on it, and I I really respect what he had to say. But he was doing that because Tex refused to, like, they gave him the option to front the media last Friday, and he didn't want to do it. Because I think he was still, he's still a bit too, you know, raw about the whole thing and doesn't know what to say, maybe, or I, I don't know. But, like, we're recording this on Monday, and yeah. he still hasn't fronted the media. Yeah. Like, at a, like that's just that's even worse. Come he out and to, own 
Come out and own it. I'm sick of hearing from like Bernie Vince being like, oh, it's as flat as I've ever seen him. I don't give a fuck. You're an idiot. Yeah. yeah. You're a fucking huge idiot. No, like he's a big member of the club. It's just he should know better and it's not an education issue. He's been around that environment for a long time. He's a senior member of the club. He's setting an example and he's absolutely fucked up. Like on no planet is that even it, it, the story of what he said remotely like acceptable in any fucking yeah. context. Like yeah. get a fucking clue. It's not like he's a he's an eighteen year old, you know, new kid who's a bit of a dumb fuck. Yeah. Like yep. it's he's just, been the it system. just it blows my fucking mind. And you know, and then you have Mark Rashudo come out and kind of give him the softest little wet lettuce chat about it too. Fuck Rashudo off as well. Get, put them both in the same canon. Two for one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the education thing does my head in because it's like we're talking about a guy who I think twice has been voted best captain. By yep. his peers. Yep. So it's like, this is just poor leadership. He's not the yep. captain anymore, but he's still one of the biggest leaders of the a, club. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I mean, all the mind camp stuff makes more sense the more you learn yeah. about these cunts, honestly. It's just, yeah, it's it's staggering that we're still having to do this shit in 2021. And I just, I can't, I, it's, it's fucking killing me. So I can only imagine what it is like if you are Eddie Betts or you are Tony Armstrong or you are a young Indigenous kid coming up through an SANFL who's like, I want to play footy, and you cop that, like, fucking hell, be better, lift. Um, I think I have a strong feeling we may never see Tex Walker play a game of footy again. Yeah, I'm stripping him of Tex. It's Taylor Walker now, cunt. Yeah, yep. your name's Taylor. Ugh. You don't deserve a fun nickname when you're a big fuckhead. True. Oh, yeah, we didn't even fucking talk about the game. Yeah, whatever. We should Port talk one. about the it game. Was, it was pretty ordinary. My brother was messaging us the whole time being like, why is it this all the time? And then the only yeah. time he got happy was, I think, penis, big penis kicked a goal. Yeah. And he just wrote, cometh the hour, cometh the biggest of penises. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny. So your brother cops that, Tom, during every showdown. He has that, like, just why? Why is this happening to me sort of thing? That's yeah. what Joel cops every week as an SM yeah. supporter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's like Jacob has actually messaged me about that being like, I don't know how you do it every week. And I was like, yeah, because I think Joel- he messaged me after the GWS game where we were dog shit and lost. And then the next week where we lost to Sydney, but we were like incredibly competitive going like in what people are dubbing the best game of the season. Yeah. And he's like, what? Why is it just like this? I'm like, yeah, Jacob, it's just like this that's- every fucking week. Joel, I'm, you're looking pretty good for a man who is about 90 years old in football years. <laughs> it's, it's just insane that we just know that at some point we're going to get a phone call from Ben Rutten and he's going to be like, I'm sorry for killing your friend. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. But um, oh, Aaliyah Aaliyah had one of the best games of his career. That particularly in the, yeah. the dying stages as Adelaide yeah. tried to get back in front. He was just like... Just ripped out a bit of Gandalf magic. You shall mm. not pass. Yeah. Me. I think he had something like 10 intercept marks or something fucked. Whoa. He's a machine. He's fucking yeah. unreal. Uh, it's fucked up. Um, and yeah, congratulations, Port, on the win. Good result for you guys. And yeah, um, yeah fucking hell, Adelaide. Jesus Christ. No wonder why everyone in the AFL hates you. All right. <laughs> uh, next game. Fuck. Another surprising result. Boil One over. that someone expected somehow. Um, it, the cheekiest cunt in this Zoom call, Sean Carney, tipped this. <laughs> St. Kilda ran over the top of Sydney. We just copped quintuple winks there, Sean. 
The alternating eyes as well. Real (laughs) skill set. You didn't need to. (laughs) He's good on both both eyes. I was about to say that's some Sean Mitchell shit. I've I've, I've got a good wink on my right arm. My, I'm Buddy Franklin basically. I'm wearing the one side. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, fucking hell, Saint Kilda. It's probably going to be too little, too late. But fucking hell, if you back for Saints, this would have been a fucking juicy game to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially they lost Ryder just before as well. I think, unless I'm wrong. Really. I don't think Paddy Ryder played. I'm pretty sure he didn't play this week. I didn't actually watch the game. Such was my blind faith that St. Kilda would get it done for me. <laughs> no, I was uh, too busy watching Olympics. I did say to you guys in the lead up to this round, um, I was like, I'm far enough behind in the footy tips that it's just become a bit of a fuck it. I'll just go for everything. So normally I have a policy where I'll go for like one smoky. I went yep. for four smokies this round. Jesus. Yep. And uh, how many of them paid off? Well, currently I'm four from eight with one game still to go. <sighs> yep. I think I'm two or three from eight. You so. are, you're three. You did recover. Because at one point, because I backed the Bulldogs and I thought, yeah. oh, I'm going to get away from Joel here. I even messaged Tom. I said, Joel's fucking cooked it, mate. He's dead. <laughs> Can confirm. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I was none from four. Because my smoky yeah. was North Melbourne. And uh, yeah. they cooked it well no they didn't cook it they had a crack yeah they were they were the show smoky yeah it's um it's it's interesting just on this game that again the issue for the swans was the start they just didn't look great from the outset whereas in every other game the last few weeks they've had like a pretty ordinary start and then have just motored home like tom like a steam train i don't know if that's entirely true because first quarter, five goals straight to 4-1. No, no, like... First halves, Tom means. I'm meaning the yeah. first halves. They yeah. then only kicked one more goal. But even yeah. like the nature of the way they were playing, they didn't look as switched on as the Saints did Yeah, that's early. fair. Yep. Um, How many buddy kick? Just one. one. one Disappointing. One. It's not going to happen this year. No. no. Um, well, one thing with Taylor being ruled out, Harry Mackay is also injured now. And Josh Bruce will get to, but has done an ACL confirmed. The Coleman, if uh, one of the two big goal-kicking cunts of the AFL can step up for the next two weeks and kick bags, they could win it. How far behind are they, though? I think 10 or 11. Pretty big. They reckon Harry might play through the pain just to get one or two cheeky goals. Just but yeah, he looks going. fucked. Watching him play, he just can't even lift his arm up. He looks fucked. An hour ago, uh, I think it was confirmed he's not playing. Oh, there you go. All right, then. All right, Tommy Hawkins, you've got to kick eight and eight. Fuck. Yeah, hang on. Let's just I'll quickly pull up the goal-kicking stats. Yeah, okay. So I thought that uh, Rewalt or Tommy Hawkins was closer than they are. but Hawkins has had two weeks in a row. He's only kicked one. Well, he needs to kick 11 in the next two games. Or Rewalt also kicks 11. And that's to tie with Harry, 12 to win overall. That's why I said he's got to kick eight. He eight. won't. He won't yeah. do it. Neither he's got Stephen will. May in one of those games. Imagine, imagine though. Imagine if he kicked tw- 11 against the Saints and he just needed one more against Stephen May. There's one Ruffy. Uh, so we've got two games left of the round. Two rounds left, you mean? Yeah, sorry. There's two la- two rounds left. And I'm just doing some quick, just checking to make sure I'm right here. Two, 
Yeah, so if Stringer kicks 25 goals in the next two games, he's going to win it. That's huge. Hey, if Cole Jasny kicks 52. <laughs> How many does 2,000 millimeter Peter have to kick? Probably uh, about 2,000. He kicked 18 before this week, and now he has kicked... So about, about, about 20 or 30 goals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rat Boy Rewalt's just floating around. Yeah. I tell you what, I'm glad Mackay is so far ahead of Walker because it would have been the worst thing in the world if Walker ended up winning the Coleman. But no, he'll fade into irrelevancy and should rightfully retire. Yeah. Because there's, quit, there's quit no the excuse for this. And also, if a fan gets banned for the same thing for a year from going to the games, someone who plays probably shouldn't be just getting six weeks. True. Uh, Next game, boys. Tom, do you have some breaking news? I've got some breaking news from the MRO. And this is breaking Um, news from Monday. So uh, when you hear this on Wednesday, it's probably not breaking so much. Brayshaw has been uh, given one match for making contact with the eye of Jared Berry. Did Stasevich get a week? Uh, No. Was deemed as being the ball's loose. (laughs) It was a football action. Was contesting the ball. Had no realistic alternative to contest the footy. Juicy. However, this is the news that you will love, Joel. Mason Redman has been banned for a week for his tackle on the bont. Yeah, good. Didn't even see it. I assume it's that one that was called a dangerous tackle when it should have been called holding the ball. Yeah. Protected species. No, I love the bont. The fact that... Me too. The fact that Redman's getting a week for a tackle and Joel Selwood got a fine for just putting an elbow into someone's face is... Fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it almost shows some kind of bias towards certain teams in the AFL. Oh, it makes me sick. I hate it. Yeah, I'm sure you do, Tom. I'm sure you do. Anyway, we should go to the next couple of games. All right. Uh, Next game. As a huge fuck you to Jeff Kennett, Hawthorne have turned it around and dominated Collingwood, who got back in it towards the end, sort of, but... Hawthorne put the boots in so hard in the second quarter that there was pretty much no coming back from it. Uh, sorry, third quarter, third quarter. Yeah, good for them. Um, don't know if you know this, boys. Tom Mitchell, good at getting the ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, I reckon we go do the to the the next two games. I reckon we've said enough about the first game from Sunday. Let's let's get into the juice, the the delicious, delicious succulent roasts that were spilling forth on Sunday afternoon. I'm still looking at the scores and don't believe that it happened. But on <laughs> Sunday afternoon, Essendon, who were 11th at this point, I believe, and look, are a chance for the finals, but need some things to go their way, needed to beat top of the ladder. It's that to keep winning, Joel. Oh, yeah. So just to fill you in on the show, uh, to, sorry, just to fill everyone in, Tom constantly keeps messaging me this week and saying Essendon's destiny is in their own hands and they just need to keep winning. Which is not what that saying means, because if Essendon just keep winning, they aren't necessarily going to make finals, Tom. You need to stop saying that. That is not what that means. Their destiny... Tom! Tom! Their destiny is not in their hands. Their destiny is in uh, GWS's hands. It's actually... What GWS do is irrelevant to you guys. Shut up, Tom. You've done too many ladder predictors. It's fried your fucking brain. (laughs) And it was already sizzling to begin with. Tom... It's not irrelevant, because if GWS win both of their games, nothing Essendon can do makes, means they make finals. Same with if West Coast win two of the next three. Oh, sorry, if they win tonight, and then win another one, 
Essendon can't make finals. No, you can. <laughs> All I know is that I've done version of the ladder predictor, and there are two instances where if Essendon make the finals, the week one matchup is Brisbane Essendon in an elimination final. Yeah. Uh, see, that's sweaty, a, that's going to be sweaty, sweaty, sweaty. It's going to be Essence Reward if they make finals. It's either going to be Brisbane or Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty or much. Port if something goes disastrous. Tom, in short, it's not just a matter of Essendon just have to keep winning. But they do. I, no, no. Well, they do, but that's not going to get them in the finals because if the Giants keep winning, they're in. Yes. Do you understand? <laughs> I do. Tom. Saying that it's all... it's. Your destiny's in your own hands is only accurate for teams that are in the eight currently because all they have to do is win and they know that they're 100% in the finals. I think I'm still right, though. You're Tom. not. You f- I'll fucking kill him, Joel. <laughs> Tom. Tom, you're not right because Essendon is two points out of the eight. All right. So you talk about the Essendon Bulldogs team- game. You talk about the Essendon Bulldogs game. I'm going to do Don't it. do I'm another gonna, gonna predictor. Some- I'll ban you from that website. <laughs> I'm going to do some little predictions. No, Tom, you fuck. Tom. Cut his bike GW- off. If GWS and West Coast win all their games the rest of the season, Essendon don't make finals. It doesn't matter how many ladder predictors you do. That's just the fact because their points are already higher than Essendon's. We're not out of the eight on percentage. We're out of the eight on wins. Yeah, He's got... Look- <sighs> anyway. Joel, just carry on. Fuck him. On Sunday, I was gifted the miracle of... 200 centimeter Peter kicking seven of the juiciest goals I've ever seen. Essendon at one point had kicked all eight of their goals from set shots, which is something I've never seen before. Essendon kicked 15 goals seven, which is also something I fucking dream of. Jesus Christ. Incredible performance by everyone. When Western Bulldogs stuck their boot in or came for us, like we weren't just ahead the whole game. Cause that's sometimes like a way to beat one of the top sides is if you get ahead early and you're just able to kind of, like, catch them out not starting properly, you can kind of win. Um, Friday night. Friday night, yeah. And it's happened to Brisbane a bit recently, too, where, like, if a team yeah. just, like, gets the boots in early, it doesn't matter how- Like, against Hawthorne, for instance. Hawthorne got 50 points up just because they were, like, all over you in the first couple of quarters, so it didn't matter what happened at the end. It was just too True. much of a margin. This, on the other hand, Western Bulldogs were ahead up until pretty much half time. Then hit the lead again in the third quarter, and then got within, I think, four points in the last quarter. And Essendon were just like, nah, fuck you. We want to play finals. And we've spoken to Tom Reed, and Destiny is in our own hands, so we've just got to keep winning. <laughs> I was I was on the phone to my brother at the at this dying stage of this game. And when the Bulldogs started to come back, he was just like, How does Joel do it? <laughs> and I said, I don't know. We ask ourselves that every week. Every yeah. week, Sean and I will just have a quiet little chat to ourselves. The boy's dead. How the fuck does he live through this? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just at some point in an Essendon game, I'll get a notification from Tom, and it'll just be every fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, you kicked fifteen seven. Yeah, I know. It was what fucked the fuck. Up. Well, last week we kicked sixteen six. Jesus, who's the forward coach, Lloydie? <laughs> They've got Lloydie on the phone. Uh, I tell you what, you know who one of the coaches that's fucking been pulling his weight big time secretly behind the scenes? Our rock coach, old aerodynamic bell chambers. Because Sam the rock Draper, coach? yeah. Oh, he's doing a good job. Sam Draper, fucking hell, fucking mm-hmm. hell. 
He loves footy, Sam Draper. <laughs> you can just you know how Joe Danaher has that I love footy vibe. Yeah, Sam Draper also has I love footy vibes. Draper's got that thing that Reese Matheson at Brisbane has, where he's just thirsty for thirsty for contact. Yeah, for carnage. Yeah. For carnage, yeah. Yeah. Um, I messages to you during the game, or maybe even after the game, but um, we've got uh, Stringer and Draper as, like, our knuckle puck brothers. <laughs> yeah, great. Every time there's, like, a little fight that starts, they're always, always there. Yeah. <laughs> and it was good. Yeah, it was fucking hell. It was such a huge game, and, like, one of those wins where I was like, hell yeah. Even if we don't make finals this year, which I fully believe we will, although it is not up to Essendon at this point, provided that they do keep winning. Because Tom is, their destiny is like two steps at this point. And one step is keep winning. Can I just say, I loved that you stopped yourself because you were almost going to say Tom is correct, but there's no. no way you could bring yourself to say that. I wasn't going to say In Tom a recorded is format. His brain threatened to bash him. Well, <laughs> Tom, I was never going to say you're correct because you're not correct. I was going to say Tom is... Uh, right in one sense that they do need to keep winning, but other results. Tom is right. Just pull that quote. Just no. that. That's all you, you yeah. heard him say. It. Tom the is quote, right. Joel no, no. The quote would be Tom is accidentally correct. Sort of. Tom. Now I put in those. You know when you you know when you paraphrase a quote and you put ellipses in. I'd just be like Tom is dot 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 correct. <laughs> uh, Tom, I noticed that you were very because obviously this is over Zoom. I noticed you got very close to your computer to do a ladder predictor. Then you finished doing the ladder predictor and never said anything, meaning that um, <laughs> we were 100% right. Yeah. Look, I may have done a ladder predictor in which West Coast and the Giants win every game for the rest of the year, uh, which I is know. not a scenario that I necessarily had been putting into my ladder predictor. Yeah. You. The easiest way to tell is if you look at the points in the on the ladder, Tom, and if one team is lower than the two teams above them, it doesn't matter how many games the below team win. If the top team win all of them, they're always so going to Basically, stay in you want Richmond to win next week. I need Richmond to beat GWS, yes. Or you're relying on the final round. Which is Carlton to beat GWS. Oh. I'm also relying on Essendon to beat Collingwood in round 23, where Collingwood can prevent Essendon from making finals. Nah, you win. I think West Coast losing two games and you winning both will get you in too. Is that correct? So yes. they're, on, they're a win ahead of us. If we win yeah, the next but your two percentage and- ahead of them. So if they yep. lose to, say, Melbourne and Brisbane. Yep. You're yep. in. Yep. Potentially. Potentially. If you Very win exciting. two of yours. Very exciting. It's, um, again, now this season has become what every game is, which is it's come down to the last fucking 10 minutes, basically, and who fucking knows what's going to happen. Yep. Divine intervention may need to come into... Uh, Account, which also happened on the weekend because Parrish kicked a very fucked goal. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, nah, right I didn't angles. See that one. <laughs> I saw all of Peter Wright's seven goals. Yeah, so many of them from downtown. <laughs> yeah, there was heaps that were like marked on fifty-five. Yeah, they were from Voss territory. <laughs> he loves. He loves just having hey, a ping. Redheads. <laughs> redheads um, from can fifty-five. We, can we also reveal that uh, during the week? Uh, there, uh, there has been a photo posted by Essendon Footy Club of Dyson Heppel uh, chatting with Peter Wright over text. Uh, Peter Wright was, you know, sad for Heppel to be missing through injury, and Heppel was predicted by saying, don't worry, I'm expecting five goals from you in a win over the dogs. <laughs> and uh, he was off by two, but that's pretty yeah. fucking good. 
Um, also, a highlight from that text conversation is Peter Wright texting Dyson Heppel and being like, hey, mate, I saw in the news uh, you fr- it's another fracture. And then Heppel's first part of the message is, don't believe what you read. <laughs> Just being like, don't don't trust the AFL media. <laughs> Stop reading the news, Petey. Yeah. Anyway, by the end of the game, I reckon he was probably close to a 400 centimeter Peter rather than two meter Peter. He was fucking... With every mark, with every contested mark, he was getting taller and taller. And Shaki's career tra- trajectory was going further and further into the fucking ground. I was going to ask that. Was Shaki playing on him the whole game? Yeah. He went off injured at, at, for a large chunk, though, didn't he? Hurt his knee and came back on? Yeah, I think so. I, I, although I, I could be wrong. I know, that, I know that there was a large period of time where he was injured, but he did come back. But he didn't look as comfortable yeah it's funny that the josh shackey backline dominance lasted for one week (laughs) then he cops seven on him hey maybe he'll play forward now since josh bruce destroyed his acl with like five seconds to go in the game yeah fucking sucks hey it's horrible he's having a it's probably career best year for him well it would be for sure well he was leading the 48 goals he was third in the common or equal second just looked dangerous every time he was wearing a long sleeve jumper yeah um yeah, it sucks for Bruce. One I think thing- Mason Redmond should be able to get off because he went over and stood with Bruce for the entire duration of that sort of final beat. Hey, as, Tom, you know, who helped Bruce up? Was it Stringer? Yeah. <laughs> what? That's what I was like, oh, they used to be teammates. And then I was like, nah, Josh Bruce got there like several years after Stringer. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty surprising, but um, it was good. It was good. Yeah, maybe there's a heart underneath all that <laughs> country. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, deep, deep underneath that gigantic chest tattoo. <laughs> um, but he, him playing through, him playing out of the middle has been huge as well because we absolutely fucking dominated the clearances. Yeah, it's a thing. Like, I don't know about how you feel, Joel, but when you see Dylan Shield break out of the middle and kick forward, it's just. I don't know. I feel like it doesn't result in anything. Whereas if Stringer gets it, you know magic's happening. Yeah. <laughs> or even Merritt. Merritt's such a good kick. Yeah. Oh, there was multiple times where, well, Merritt did it a lot. Like a couple of um, which is why he's one of the highest leading goal, the goal uh, score assist players in the AFL. But there was m- multiple times where he'd kick it for about sixty, and it would just like hit Peter Wright's hands like a bullet, an entire meter above Shaky's head. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what you've got to do. It's like when you're kicking the ball to Ben Brown. You know, their arms are so long. Just put it up. Put it up top. Yeah. No one's yeah. getting near it. It was huge. Magic is happening at Acidon. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, and I hope I'm wrong, but Peter Wright may have just uh, torn up a one-year deal extension for a different player at Acidon. <laughs> oh, Kyle. Yeah. Look, I'd like to think they'll give him one year anyway as insurance. And also mentorship, leadership, that sort of thing. To be perfectly honest, if you look at this season, how we've been playing Zaharakis, I would not be shocked if we do the same thing with Hooker next year. Yep. Keep him around the club. Yeah. Apparently, like, we know this. He's a great, he's actually a great guy. Yeah. (laughs) It's really just that one incident that one time. (laughs) Where he kicks kicks six on the fourth best defender. (laughs) Gave him a noogie. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so just quickly before we move on to the lo- uh, the last game that has currently happened at the time of recording. Uh, so since 2010, there has been four players that have kicked seven goals or more. 
and it is Peter Wright, Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody, and that They're was both key forwards. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Jack Carlisle. Mm. We'll get to wow. that in a second. And Kyle Reimers. <laughs> That's staggering. Kyle uh, Reimers eight kicked, goals. Eight, and so was Who Carlisle. Against? Uh, so uh, he kicked eight against Gold Coast in the famous game where Essendon were uh, fifteen yeah. four to three behinds at quarter time. Doesn't count. Can I just say that game is a travesty, and you know why? That should have been the two hundred pointer. That could have been the two hundred pointer. I'll, I'll never forgive them from that. Yeah, like honestly. Um, another thing, yeah, because after that quarter, I think the game pretty much broke even. <laughs> yeah, disgusting. Mercy, um, there was mercy. Jack Carlisle was a defender that they swung forward, and he kicked eight on the Western Bulldogs. Fucking hell. And yeah, Tipper kicked uh, seven on my birthday against Brisbane. And yeah, now Peter Wright, seven again on the Western Bulldogs. I remember the Tipper one very well. We were there, Joel. <laughs> we were there. You had a great birthday. You met Kevin Sheedy after the game. <sighs> it was enormous. Um, yeah. But yeah. It's just funny that another backman that they swung forward kicked an entire bag after that's been Hooker's entire MO. Yeah. <laughs> now, Sean. Yes. Brisbane. Oh. They are looking dangerous again. Very hungry. Oh. Uh, met up with Fremantle in what was a huge danger game. Oh, big time. Yeah. This wasn't so much as- Freo coming off-, off a win, right? Against the Tigers? Yeah. And, and Freo started this round- in eighth position. Yeah. Um, so they had everything to play for. This was Big home up- crowd. Yes. This wasn't an upset like the previous game, but this was very much like a very big danger game. Oh, for sure. Especially the way Brisbane have been playing. Yeah. I've been talking for weeks about ferocious pressure on the ball, and we saw that for basically the entire game. Yeah. I think Brisbane had something like... 25 tackles inside forward 50 or something like that, which is fucking crazy. Jesus. That's the hunger that you want. That's the uh, Nakaya Cockatoo put down there, and Archie played a little bit down there. And How Link- good is Nakaya Cockatoo being oh, back in football? I'm so glad, Sean. <laughs> Sensational. I think he only had maybe eight touches, but he kicked two goals, and there was one passage of play in particular where he did about five efforts. Like he just would not stop. Yeah. And he, his pressure created the turnover. And Brisbane got the goal. They got heaps of goals from turnovers. Um, the pressure was just right up. And it was yeah. good because Frio tried to match it. Um, and it was led by Zorko, the magician he was fired up. <laughs> Frio got sucked into the magician's game. Uh-huh. And um, they were just undisciplined. They were knocking players over after they kicked the ball. They were giving away stupid 50-meter penalties. There was two in the first quarter, I think, for two goals to Brisbane. Jesus. Um, Brisbane really went after Brayshaw. Jared Berry, who's been back for a couple of weeks but been really quiet as he builds back up. Fagan gave him the job and said, you just play on Brayshaw all day, all day basically. Brayshaw yeah. ended up with 25 touches, but I think he had about like 15 or 16 handballs. Yeah. And like he didn't really have quality of possession. Berry and, was awesome. And, and he every got time, suspended. Yeah. And he got suspended. <laughs> Berry got really under his skin. And every time he went near it, they were all just trying to like really tackle him and make him feel the pressure. So the pressure was awesome. Um, Birchall and Lester played okay. There's still <laughs> there's still massive worries for me there because I think anytime the ball comes down there with speed, there's there's concerns. And Jack Payne was a late withdrawal before yep. the game, so we were really short in the back line. Like at one point, Lester was playing on Sean Darcy, 
when he went Jesus. to the forward line. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, it was just fucked. He was giving up probably 30 centimetres of height to the guy. It was crazy. <laughs> they tried to stretch us, but Brisbane's midfield were too good. They didn't really let it happen. Um, there was some great goals. Joey Danaher was was on fire. He kicked four. Um, he kicked one from quarter, the boundary right? that I didn't expect. Uh, I think two, one or two in the first quarter. Um he sort of spread out throughout the game. Okay. I was really happy with Charlie Cameron. He didn't have the biggest game ever, but he was doing team things, which he doesn't always do. Sometimes he gets sucked in, like Joey does, to just having yeah. shots at goal. There was one passage where he, he could have kicked the goal easy, but he handballed it to Joey and let Joey have the goal, and then he was just so happy for Joey. And yeah. I love to see it. Makes it's me feel best. good to see that. Zach that's, Bailey that's... kicked the best goal of the game, where oh, Nathan sure. Wilson had a kick in, or maybe just was you know having, had the ball no, it was a kick-in. It was a kick-in? Yeah. He saw Bailey was there because he looks at him, and then he just slowly trots off to take his kick, and Bailey Bailey didn't even tackle him because he didn't expect <laughs> something so stupid. He just went to bump him, he and he bumped him, him as Wilson yeah, hip and shouldered him, <laughs> murdered him. Wilson's kick just dribbled away. Bailey picked it up. Wilson's on the ground holding his leg. He's been, he's been shot. He's dead. <laughs> Bailey kicks the goal over his head, stands over him, screams at him. <laughs> It's so fucking good. Bailey's got real like little rat cunt energy. Well, he's the rat king. I really love it. He's the rat king. That's why they call him the rat king, probably. It's in his name. That is, if if you had to be like, if you had to tell me there is a player in this side called the rat king and you Mm. showed me me every goal that the team kicked for that game, I'd pick the rat king in a heartbeat. Yeah. He's so ratty. I Do love you him. think that his nickname is actually Rat Cunt and the newspapers <laughs> just can't print that? So, like, we'll call him Rat King. I reckon Fags had a stern two-hour chat with the whole playing list and said, when the cameras and microphones are on, it's Rat King. We tell him it's Rat King. But behind closed doors, Rat Cunt. And, Sean. Tom, I know you're going to talk about Robbo. <laughs> <laughs> Robbo is he's back. Mm. Yeah. He's a mad cunt. Yep. He's a mad cunt. A maniac. Have you seen that one, Joel? No, I don't think I have. Uh, there's a video Robbo posted on Twitter and Instagram today. Someone's filming after the game as the players are waving to the crowd. And yeah. they yell like, hey, Robbo, you're a mad cunt. And Robbo just smiles and gives him like a wave. <laughs> it's great. That's actually the second time. The uh, AFL Players Association, I guess, are giving more and more free passes to uh, swearing in uh, players' personal posting, I guess. Yeah, like he he captioned it and like you know bleeped out cunt yeah. in, in in written form, but he doesn't bleep it out in the video. It's no. just like, oh, Robbo, you're a mad cunt. <laughs> and the guy just giggles. It's like, <laughs> oh, one. All right, the best thing that happened in this game was the ball went out of bounds, and the Frio it was Frio's free kick. I don't know if you guys saw this, and the player's trying to get the ball back from the crowd, and it's a Brisbane supporter, and he's holding the ball. And you know how players do that thing, that bullshit thing where they try and hold up play, and they ask the umpire, oh, to him. Do I have to give the ball back? Is it him? Yeah, or is yeah, it him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy kept doing that. He held it up for about 20 or 30 seconds and then finally gave the ball back. And he gave like the crowd were booing him and he gave a big fist pump. And then after the game, you could see him chatting to Fagan. Fagan went up to the crowd and this guy and Fagan's giving him a thumbs up and having a chat. It was awesome. I love That's that. So I love much. that guy. That's how good's footy. That's that is very how good's footy. Sean, yeah. the use of a certain word reminded me that um, it's not just the players' association letting that slide on social media. The microphones in games with no crowds are also picking it up. For example, when Tom Hawkins on Friday night 
called the ball, you fucking cunt, because it bounced out of his hands. Oh, isn't there a delay? Isn't there like a five-second delay? Apparently, whosever job it is for that is just not paying because attention. all game, you hear stuff like, fuck, every time yep. that something goes wrong. Like, I actually love being able to hear the players. You can yep. hear a bit of game plan stuff, like Corridor and yep. things like that, but the swearing's great. It's, it's, also it's so good. The, yeah, because... I don't even think Tom's done this drop to mark justice. Tommy Hawkins is running in on the lead and he kind of gets hit on the chest, but he has to dive for it and it pops out. And you just hear him go, oh, you fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real, it's a real, uh, a real Geelong Roy boy. Kent kind yeah. of vibe. Oh, I love that. That's have you Have you seen it, Sean? No, I haven't seen it. What oh, quarter okay. is it in? No, well, I, I don't I'll, imagine the AFL are going to post it as a hey, no, check this out. Yeah. I, it's all right. I got no, a link. I'll they didn't even. I was surprised. So you had you had BT and James Brayshaw both commentating, and it happened. And I reckon both of them were about to explode, but knew that they'd lose their jobs if they did. Oh, great! What I also love too is like last year, or even this year, when there's smaller crowds because of COVID. Yeah, and you get like that kind of VFL country footy sort of vibe, and you can yeah. hear more like because normally it's all muffled by just like massive crowds. Yeah. You can hear every now and then just like an unhinged guy will just shout something fucked, and you just have the commentators sort of giggle and be like, "Oh, bit of a uh, bit of bit of advice from the crowd there." Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, I love. Um, it. I even just like like just the player like occasionally uh, like a player um, kicking the ball. Say so say someone has a set shot. Oh, like runs in for a goal and they probably should have passed it. You'll hear the player be like, "Wow, oh, what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, it's great. Sounds of the game. Yeah. I reckon this is what Sounds of the Game should be. You know when like Channel Seven tried to do that thing where they mic up players? Yeah. And it was just it was just boring shit. This This is crap. Yeah, it was just huffing and puffing. And like pressure, pressure, stuff like that. This is the actual sounds of the game. What you want from Sounds of the Game is you want Tom Hawkins calling the ball a fucking cunt because he can't mark it. (laughs) Yeah. Great. So good. Oh fuck. Um, also, oh, missed set shots also have the funniest sound because so many times someone will kick it and just hear, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost like the fake crowd sound just gets in a little bit too late or like, yeah. I don't know why they don't drop the, the game mic down. It's a bit weird. I've often thought that like they really prioritize making sure the umpire's mic is on so that yeah. at home you can hear the umpire's decision, but they should know that. Within like seconds of the whistle being blown, that's the danger zone because that's when someone's <laughs> going to be like, "What the fuck?" You know? <laughs> they could always just dub the umpire back over, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, have have like have the guy. Yeah, just have someone whose job it is to pretend to be Razor Ray's voice explaining a decision. <laughs> oh, you see, I just fucking hate the bombers, uh, so it's a free kick against them. <laughs> <laughs> Mason Redmond suspended. Yeah. I think uh, was Razor Ray doing your game, Joel? Mm, yep. He might have been. Oh no, it was Western... the Sydney. I'm thinking of the Sydney game. Isaac Heaney sort of gave someone a bit of a, a bit of a chop to the stomach, and Razor Ray just eyeballed him for about five seconds before he threw the ball up. <laughs> he didn't say anything. He just wanted him to fucking know. It was great. <laughs> it's good. He he. I think he was um, umpiring his 350th game. It was his 350th. Yeah, that's where I saw it. There's a video package, and Heaney. Henny was trying to appeal for a free kick later in the game, and Razor just looks at him and goes, "Don't look at me." <laughs> that's great. Uh, oh, that's good. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, good on him. Oh, Three fifty. That's a good effort. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Well done, Razor. Uh, how many did um, Hayden Kennedy umpire? I feel like one of them did. Four- Kennedy might have done four hundred. Hayden Kennedy did four. Yeah. Vozo, I reckon, did a heap too. Yeah. Razor Ray. 
congratulations to the 350, but I'm eyeballing you, Razor. <laughs> Don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so Monday, so like the game that is about to kick off hasn't started yet. Um, so let's just take a look at next week. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Tom, Sean, yes. this is going to be a hectic, a hectic, a hectic week where the fixture has not been announced yet, apparently. No, not uh, yet. No, it has not. I'm hearing Brisbane to play Collingwood at the Gabba. Yes, because you guys are, are Queensland are looking all right. Yeah, this is a bummer to Brisbane because this was supposed to be a payback game for the one we lost uh, earlier in the year, the one yeah. you and I went to, Tom. That was a marvel. Yeah. The Brisbane one after the siren, best game of all time. Um, so this is technically supposed to have been a Friday night game for Brisbane. It definitely won't be because we played on Sunday night, so they're not going to yeah. do that. So it could be a. This screams of like a Saturday Arvo game. Or a Sunday. We might get a Sunday yeah. game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, we'll go through the games. These are just in any order because you yeah, have no fixture yet. But uh, Brisbane take on Collingwood. Brisbane. Brisbane. Brisbane, yep. Geelong take on St. Kilda. Geelong. 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 <laughs> that pause. Uh, Jeremy Cameron back this week. Yeah. Oh, Geelong. And uh, that pause was not a Zoom error. That was No, legitimate. that was Sean really weighing up his options there. <laughs> yeah. Then Gold Coast take on Essendon. Peter Wright to kick another seven against his old club. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, th- Bombers. This will be an interesting game because, I mean, I'm going Essendon too, but this will really show how serious Essendon want to be about finals. Because if they come out and yep. win by like 30 or 40 points, that would be a good sign. It would be a very Essendon thing to do to lose this game. Sean? Yes. I'm just saying, Joel, to beat but- the Bulldogs and then to lose to Gold Coast. Yeah. But I think Peter Wright will do what Jared Lyons does every time he plays his old club. Yeah. Just says, fuck you, Stewie Jew. Especially, like, I was watching, uh, well, actually, it's Matthew Lloyd and Damian Barrett's show. Um, yeah. Where they're just talking Access about- Access all areas. Access all areas. And yeah. Lloydie was saying that, and rightfully so, that Peter Wright wasn't really given a, hasn't really been given a fair go in his AFL career yet. And, like, the kicking seven is going to be huge for him. Oh, and- it's for me. I think it could be like what Hawkins did in that grand final, Tom. Oh, absolutely. That kind of like um, reinforcing that, yeah, I'm good. 
Yeah. I'm fucking good. Yeah. He could be anything now. Yeah. <sighs> I can't wait for next season where everyone's like, I don't know what to say, but two meter Peter has actually grown an extra meter. Whoa. 300 centimeter Peter. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for him to get to 300 games and be 300 game, 300 centimeter. <laughs> or even Jesus. 200 gamer Peter is funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Essendon. But I'm so scared. But I'm going to be scared about every game. That, but, um, that feels right. Yeah. I just think that like this year could be the year. And look, I'm not tied to it because I don't think that we're going to have any issues like being this quality side or better next season. But this could finally be the year where we snatch a finals win if we make it. Like this is more of a chance than we've had in quite a long time. Unless we play Brisbane, in which case I don't want to discuss it. But if we play Sydney... Yeah, we'll we'll never talk about it again. <laughs> <laughs> if Brisbane play Essendon in the first week of the finals, this show will just disappear. Yeah, because it's not... <laughs> no, nah, the, next, the next episode will be poorly edited because it'll just be me. <laughs> <laughs> Some will be on Twitter being like, hey, how do I edit out a murder? <laughs> <laughs> Not for anything in particular. Please don't look behind Sans Pants Studios for anyone's body. <laughs> How do I get bloodstains out of a podcast? <laughs> and the episode uh, won't be going into the iTunes feed. It'll just be uploaded on like a Google Drive. And Tom's like, I'm on the, look, on the dark tried. web. <laughs> <laughs> you can only get to this episode by going on Pirate Bay. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, it's going to be one of those famous lost media files. <laughs> Yeah, there'll be a, do- a Netflix doco on it years later, and in it they will come to me and be like, "Did you know that? You know, was it a bit of a shock that your friend, oh, that Sean murdered someone? No, not at all. Genius <laughs> man, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, next game is Richmond take on a Giants. Giants for the sake of this podcast. Fucking hell, Richmond! You better fucking win, you yellow and black motherfucking cunt fucks. Uh, then Hawthorne take on Western Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs will bounce back big time, and there will be a, a massacre. I don't know. Hawks for me. It's it Tassie, and I think yep. while the Bulldogs are a better side, I think the, the Bruce thing will, will hurt a bit. Tom. They'll, they'll be fine. You know what it's like, the Bruce thing? It's like the hipwood factor. Yep. Maybe it'll take the dogs a couple of weeks to just settle. This is it prime time for the Hawks. On, um, a lot more pressure on Jamara. Yep. Clarko's really on his big fuck you Jeff tour as well. So Yeah. I love his fuck that you rolling. Jeff tour. He yeah. loves taking the fuck you Jeff tour to Tassie too. <laughs> Can I tell you something that's wild? What? If the Hawks beat uh the Bulldogs and then the Bulldogs lose to Port Adelaide the week after, Brisbane could go top four and the dogs could fall out of the top four. Jesus. It's Christ. juicy. There's some juicy things that could happen. I never considered that in my numerous predictions. You wouldn't have, because your ladder predictions are fucked, mate. They are <laughs> fucked. You've done so many and learned nothing. <laughs> yeah. Tom just likes to see the names change. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. Uh, <sighs> What's the next game? Uh, we have Melbourne take on Adelaide. Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne. Revenge. Yeah, Melbourne. Uh, then, yeah, actually, it's not going to be pretty for Adelaide. Uh, then North Melbourne take on Sydney. Sydney, but it's going to be close again. I reckon it'll be very similar to what we just saw this week. Yeah, yeah. Sydney will come out and win. Sydney will bounce back. Yep. Yeah, they'll need Sorry, it. North. Yep. But I reckon North, you're going to be good for at least a half. 
Whether yeah, it be the first half or the second half, one half, you'll perform well. The other half, probably don't watch that one. Yep. Uh, then we have Port Adelaide take on Carlton. Port. Port. Port to win that one. Yep. And then Frio take on West Coast. I think West Coast will win, but I God, it would be so good if Frio did. Yeah, I believe in Frio. They'll, they'll bounce back. Nathan Wilson will have kick 10 goals because he'll have be so embarrassed. I'm going to tip West Coast. Yeah. All right, we'd usually read emails at this point, but unfortunately this episode has gone a little bit long, so uh, we'll save them for next time. But I will just quickly say that uh, there's two things, two quick announcements, very little things. One is that uh, we have actually gone against what one of the emails said. I know I wasn't going to read any emails, and I'm still not going to, but uh, two of our North Melbourne fans have emailed us in a joint email. We've got Jared and Andy. Uh, joining forces to say that they actually don't want us to call their loss to Richmond honourable or close or a good effort because they think it was disgusting, their performance in the second half. Jesus. Well, yeah, uh, fair enough. They hated it. Um, I think that what happened there is North Melbourne supporters, you got a taste of hope. And unfortunately, hope hurts when your team doesn't play a full game. It's the hope that kills you. Sure is. Second of all, and we can't do this advertisement properly yet, but... Starting next week, there will be a sponsorship segment of the show because How Good's Footy have been sponsored by Manscaped. (laughs) That's right. We're (laughs) pledging that if your team wins a grand final, you shave everything like your Gary Ablett Jr. Uh, The Ball Shaving Company. Incredible, incredible sponsorship. Uh, Very on brand for us. They don't want us to start the sponsorship until we've got the product in our hands, which will happen by next week. But... If you're already eyeing off something on manscaped.com, if you enter the discount code HOWGOODSFOOTY, it's already live and you get 20% off plus free shipping. So look, if you've already had your eyes on some uh, slippery ball action, head to the website, use our discount code, and next week we will have a full-blown review of our Manscaped products. <laughs> if did, you I say, think- did you say 20% off? 20% off. That is juicy as fuck. Yeah, that's pretty good. If you've yeah. if you've ever felt like you wanted your balls to look like Gary Ablett Jr., today's the day. Yeah. Do you ever wish there was two Gary Ablett Juniors, but they were attached to your penis? <laughs> <laughs> Enter Manscaped. Enter the discount code HowGoodsFooty. So yeah, I just went on the website myself. Look, this is full disclosure on everything here. Uh, the ad read starts next week, but... For the time being, yeah. I just went on their website to double check that our discount code is live. It is. You just enter it uh, at the checkout. So there's no place to enter it on the main page. It's like once you go to checkout, hit it, drops to 20% for you. Unreal. Uh, and until next week, boys, this is huge for Haggard's Footy, both the sponsorship and the results of the next week. So uh, fucking hell. Cannot wait till next Monday. Yep. It's massive. Huge. It's and, massive. And audience, I'm sure you cannot wait till next Wednesday. We're an honest podcast. We've pulled back the curtain. Extremely. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.